What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Jack of All Trades, a weekly podcast for you to digest where there will always be a special guest. I'm not going to hold you on this love after lockup review. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, girl. Hey. Yo, yo. What's going on? Girl. Chance. Pissing me off. Girl. Ugh. Oh, he irritates my entire... You know, when old people... Maybe it's just my mama who say anything, but when she used to say, you make my ass itch, I get it now. Yeah. I used to think she was being just herself, like, girl, here you go, talking crazy. But no! Chance makes my ass itch. Yes. <laughs> yes. Whew. Oh my gosh. All right, y'all. We're back to recap another episode of Life After Lockup. We're on season five, episode 14, TikTok. Girl, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. So I would love for us to just go ahead and get started with Brittany and Key Rock. There wasn't much there. And if we're honest, there wasn't much to any of these couples this week. But no. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only person that felt that way. Great. Yeah. (laughs) We did get the reintroduction of a couple of couples. You know, they're, they're phasing them in. But in general, there wasn't a ton going on. But yeah, let's start with Brittany and Key Rock and just go ahead and get it out of the way. <laughs> they jumped out the plane, next couple. They jumped out the plane. <laughs> Key Rock proposed. She said yes. Of course. Abuela knows about it. Everybody's happy. Yeah. I don't like that she, like, Brittany has to prove her love to Key Rock all the time. I don't right. like that. Yeah. Like, either you want to be with her, you don't. Why she always got to do something? I don't, girl, fuck you. <laughs> right. We definitely talked about that. Yeah. Key Rock. And then Key Rock's assessment was like, oh, I'm so proud of my baby for doing this. And as if, you know, she passed the test. So now she can move on to the next level in your fucking Super Mario game for her. Like, I just, I didn't like that because Girl. that moment could have been one where it was something they planned to do together to, to you know, experience the thrill of the moment. It, it could have been anything. But for you to sneak it in, not give her a choice, make it about being a test of, you know, her proving her love to you, that really wasn't fair. But, you know, she... You are toxic. I don't like it. Okay. I'm like, maybe I'm telling you toxic masculinity is, it's not just who you're born. It's not what it's, it's not, it's in you. It's not on you. (laughs) Yeah. Like girl, what are you about? Like, and fuck you for real. I'm not going to keep doing all this stuff. I didn't accept it. Phone calls held you down while you was in jail got followed right. around by your friend like now i gotta jump out of a plane just to show you that i'm your ride or die girl boy <laughs> stop yeah oh man so but that was literally it with them so i guess now we're planning a wedding which good for you congrats okay where yeah. shall we go next oh girl pick any of these couples everybody was stupid how about we uh, talk about one of our 
newly reintroduced folks, Lindsay and Blaine. Th- that part. Let's get. I mean, <sighs> they done drug the kids into this. They done right? drug the kids into this. Like another a, couple that done drug the kids into this. <laughs> like a 1996 sitcom. They had to introduce some kids to get some, you know, entertainment and engagement out of these scenes. Because yeah. we weren't going to look at Lindsay and Blaine fighting again. So what what were they going to do? Oh, we got exactly. kids we can take care of. So anyway. That nobody takes care of. Like Lindsay, and that's right. an issue. Let's get to it. Right. Let's talk about it. So mm-hmm. Lindsay claims she's been making some progress. She is sober. She's been living with Blaine. Things seem like they have been going well for Lindsay. Um, and now Miley Grace is moving in. Um, Blaine's son, Pagan, has already moved into the home. He's about what, eight or nine or ten or something What's like that. What's his name? Pagan. Pagan. I think it's Pagan. I was like, like a pagan saint. Right. <laughs> I don't know. All I can hear my is my woke ass brother talking about I don't celebrate these pagan holidays. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right? That's all I could think. But I was like, okay, sure. That's his name, I guess. But yeah, you've got Miley Grace coming in, Pagan's there, and now they're about to be a family of four. And of course, I feel like everybody's a little hesitant. You know, they all talked about it in some form or fashion. Pagan is happy to be there because apparently his biological mother has not been taking care of him. Also Hmm. has some level, you know, some issues going on. So it was important for Blaine to get custody of him so that he could have a biological parent taking care of him. So he sees Lindsay. Good job, Blaine. Right, good job, Blaine. And, you know, he really sees Lindsay as a mother figure. So he's happy to be there. But, you know, we've got Molly Grace coming from living with Grandma. And she is hesitant because Lindsay has never been a full-time mother figure in her life. Mm. So... Miley Grace and Grandma are headed over to the house for Miley's first day in the home. And, you know, we find out that Grandma, like we knew, we knew all this time that Lindsay's quote-unquote mom was actually her grandmother, therefore making her Miley's great-grandmother. Now we found out that this woman is not actually her blood grandmother. She is her step-grandmother. Mm-hmm. Married to her grandfather. And she took care of Lindsay from the time that she was six months old. Lindsay's mother was never really in her life. And now, you know, taking care of Miley for Lindsay because she got, or she graduated high school, you know, and hit the streets and kind of giving Lindsay the opportunity to be the full-time parent in Miley's life, she's apprehensive, and rightfully so. But man, what a saint. You've spent all this time. Girl. Because what if she wouldn't have? You know, right. like, what the hell? And Lindsay, where is your mother? Man, I mean, apparently her mother hit the streets. Yeah, like, this a thing. Right? I mean, her grandmother took care of her from the time she was six months old. And that was kind of crazy because, you know me, here it comes pulling on my heartstrings. Or maybe it just makes a lot more sense. Like, now we know Lindsay did not grow up with her mother or father. She grew up with grandparents Mm. 
one of them being a step-grandparent. So, I mean, even when you think about it like that, like where were the women, the blood-related women in her life? They were not around. And then you, you know, graduate high school or barely and you get pregnant and you're just trying to deal with being out in the world. We know you got some abandonment issues or rejection issues, whatever it might look like. You start using drugs and then you get mixed up with some love after lockup shit. She made sure to bring up Scott and how he, you know, sent her back to jail. It's like, all right now, Lindsay. Like, Girl, still no accountability. Right. <laughs> still no accountability. You <laughs> fucked up, mama. Right. You just didn't have to do all of that, but you did. And so you went back to jail and now you've been trying to claw your way, you know, out of bullshit claw your way i mean let's be real right because i mean it was deontay and and now it's blaine mm. like she's been at least with in terms of life and love and all of the the lockups she has been trying to attach herself to the program to keep a, a steady check and uh. it just makes a lot more sense now but you know i think she's gonna have to be very diligent about being a parent Grandma makes a good point. She asks her, you know, how do you plan to parent this teenager? And she's like, hello. And Lindsay still got all the wrong answers. Let's be clear. Talking about some trial and error. It's like, girl. Uh, Like, she said, like everybody else. Let's be clear. Like, nah, because everybody else got to start from day one. Yeah. So you cheating. Right. You can't jump in and, and out. And then said that she kind of watch herself at this age. That's what she said. Let's be clear. She said what? Mm-hmm. She kind of, and basically so many words, said that Miley Grace watches herself at this age. Like, it's not much to do. Oh. Because yeah. they're kind of self-sufficient at this age. And it's like, girl, are you serious? This little girl is, she, look, she getting grown a little bit, okay? And she give, she been giving us that for the last couple seasons. And you know, now that she's getting older, mm-hmm. right? It's a perfect segue into my last note I have for them, which is Molly Grace is in a vulnerable situation right now, you know, because to your Super. point, right? She has been giving grown and now she's moving in with mom. She mentioned her hesitations and her apprehensions. This is not somebody who has been her mama full time. And I just, and she's like 16 years old. So naturally, I don't care if you've uh-huh. been you've been living in a mansion with a silver spoon. 16, uh-huh. 17, 18, you're going to start feeling and smelling yourself and you're going to start pushing the limits. So And you know what the first thing she's going to say. Girl, right. you ain't been around. You can't tell me what to do. It's going to be all of that. Right. Right. Hmm. So she ain't wrong. I mean, right? She's <laughs> not wrong. So it's it's going to be something that Lindsay needs to be prepared for and not go into that victim mode again because Miley pulled it on her last time and she broke down. She was crying and, uh-huh. and, and lashing out at Blaine because Miley said, peace out, take me home. Uh-huh. So <laughs> you need to be prepared for that. You cannot get emotionally caught up in the things that she's going to say to you because some of it's going to be natural because of her age and other things are going to be because she is coming into this living arrangement after not having a full-time relationship with you for all of these years, you're going to have to give her, literally, <laughs> her name. You're going to have to give her some grace, you know, like. Yeah, for sure. So, but the thing too is like, Miley, you, 
you're going to need to act right. You're going to need to come home at night. You're going to need to keep your curfew. And those are things that are very easy for a vulnerable teen to not prioritize, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Good luck with that, Lindsay. Right. Where do we go next? Hmm. How about Chevelle and Quayline? Cause a ghetto, ghetto. <laughs> just here we go with this storyline. Like, come on, y'all. Shit. Right. I'm like, okay, another couple that again trying to get these checks. So, yeah. Um, to pay for this wedding to, or whatever. To pay for this wedding. And you know, it's so funny. So watch the episodes back or maybe they showed a different detail that I was able to catch on this episode. Um, they were filming right across the street from Lexi's old apartment. Shout out to Lex. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Hey, I know exactly oh. where that is. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. <laughs> so certainly like, um, you know, like a city vibe, um, a city venue and definitely not, a 25k venue as miss ma'am had mentioned previously so anyway we pick up where we left off Uh the moms are being super confrontational um not only does quaylon's mom say she doesn't fight street people she also tells you know i don't know if it was if she was calling chevelle or her mom you know to get back with their spongebob shape body i think she was talking to the mom but it it was applicable (laughs) Uh uh-huh so you know they they try and separate the moms and Chevelle takes her mom around the corner and she just talks about how she doesn't support her being with Quaylon and she says she's not going to pay for it but she says if she needs help with the dress then she'll help out and that Chevelle's the cream of the crop and she should be marrying somebody that's the cream of the crop and I'm just like ma'am first and foremost Chevelle she's a nice girl but not not nobody's cream of any crop and then secondly any crop any crop why are you there saying i'm going to help with one element but just bringing your bad energy to the full process girl why did you come how why is you here yeah (laughs) right meet her at the david's bridal if all you're worried about is the dress if you don't want to because honestly like that's what a normal person would do I wouldn't be at the venue because I don't want to give off any inclination that I'm helping with that shit. I would be over at the bridal shop like, hey, I will help with the appointment. Anything you need before we get there, I'll be there early to help you. I'll stay late. You know, anything you need on that, I'm going to pour into that. But I'm not going to go to the venue and then bring a sour attitude. And now all of a sudden it's like me and your dad, me and your dad. I'm like, I ain't seen her daddy one time. Girl, he don't want no parts of this foolishness. <laughs> this shit they got going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, Quaylon's mom says you need to talk to her about this shit. And, and he agrees. So we see them back at their house uh, making some spaghetti and talking about how they're going to have to do some fundraising for this wedding. Quaylon has been working. He's a barber now, I guess, as well. Um, but you know, they've come to the realization that family is not going to help with this bill. I don't entirely disagree with her mom, but again, she just didn't need to be, you know, there keeping up mess. I agree. Cause it was just unnecessary and just 
cause drama for no reason and they probably finna be friends later so y'all did all this for what they get married it is what it is and they double back to each other yeah you know weddings bring that type of stuff out of people too every time and probably a little jealousy well her mother's married i guess if she keeps talking about her daddy but i don't know it's just and i feel like chevelle so quite hadn't talked about them breaking up briefly uh-huh. And he was saying that, yes. you know, because Maela was around still, he had to kind of come back around because of her. Right. And I feel like, Chevelle, you still were using Maela as a pawn, like to yeah. get just the way she was acting, like you could just tell, like, oh, you you still wanted to see me too, but he did it. And you was like, oh, well, thank God for Maela. And it was like, girl, so you still up to this bullshit. Exactly right and then she was like if he messes up again he basically won't have access to her so you are exactly right and you know what since we've been watching this program and we know these people real ones know (laughs) that Mm. is exactly what has been happening for a long time like it was always oh well myla because they even you know it it was highlighted again right myla comes in and they kind of did a mon uh, a mashup of all of those moments between Quaylon and Maila over the years or you know throughout the previous seasons and she talks about how important their relationship is but then yeah she she wraps it up and says but yeah if he messes up again he can't have access to her anymore but you were just saying that him being a consistent figure in her life has been really important so yeah <sighs> I don't know I don't I, like it right? I don't like how she do things yeah it's like i really just hope y'all stay together because y'all kind of play dirty you know when y'all are not together and things are not going well ladies cheering out of it right oh you know who i wonder is if they gonna pop up oh whom her cousin i know i was thinking about that too like what's his name Oh man, I cannot remember his name to save my life, but D Mac or some shit. I Something. forget the Kappa. Yeah, but not a Kappa. <laughs> yeah, I for- he not a Kappa. No, girl. Girl, what? No, I don't think he's a Kappa. <laughs> yes, he is. I thought we saw it on his page. I think he was just wearing a lot of red. No, I saw something, friend. I thought I saw him strolling and everything. Girl, what's cool? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Because he was in jail. (laughs) D-Mart. What's Chevelle Instagram? D-Mart. Wait a minute. Girl, uh uh-uh. I have to settle this. Right. (laughs) Let me see. D-Mart Instagram. Girl. Cause I used to see him on like TikTok. I would see him every now and again. Mm-hmm. But he was at work. Shit, it looked like he worked at like a four, like a plant or something or a factory. Girl, what is okay. this? Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Dang. Now I wonder, but I I definitely remember he had one of those, you know, hood type IGs. It was not just his name. Of course not. Of course not. Oh well. He tricked me. I thought he was a Kappa baby. Girl, I don't know whose education you thought Mr. D-Mark got, but 
you know no disrespect to him but <laughs> no i'm wondering if he'll resurface at some point especially with a wedding going on you know he might be like the final boss <laughs> that quaylon has to get through Girl. And that's what I thought about too. Quaylon, isn't she like Eris? Like, wasn't her dad locked up over her lifetime? Javel? Yeah. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like, yeah. Because Eris wasn't the first girl. And I always thought about how when she mentioned her dad being locked up, I, you know, kind of put her into that category. Like, oh, here's another girl whose dad was locked up and now she's talking to men that have been in prison. Mm. So I don't know. I, I think that's what made me be like, why she keep talking about her daddy? Cause her daddy ain't been there, but who knows? Mm, <laughs> right. We'll see. So that was that from them. Um, Melissa and Louie child. You know what? Free Louie, like from, Melissa. Right. Because girl, what? She is just irritating. This mother is overbearing. It is too much. It's like he is really, really trying. I feel so bad for him. I just feel bad. Yeah. So, Melissa's mouth is still slick. Um, Louis is trying to make breakfast for her and she's like, oh, when's the last time you made breakfast? And he's like, I make breakfast every morning. She's like, for who? For your mom? And it's like, bitch, maybe I do make breakfast for my mom. And it's it's like all the shade is just ridiculous. Like, Melissa, stop playing for somebody. Really get down on your ass, G. Like, take that makeup off. That's what I want to see when you're not all dialed up. You're not the bee's knees, honey, as my friend (laughs) mother would say. (laughs) Girl... And then he makes said eggs for her. And what's the first thing she does? Childish ass shit. Put some ketchup on them eggs. Okay. I put hot sauce on that. That is very different. (laughs) That is very different. Hot sauce is, you know, here to flavor everything. Pepper sauce of any kind. I feel like it's permissible on almost any dish. Ketchup on eggs. That's what children do. I did it when I was a kid. And then I grew yeah, up and a, put hot sauce on them. <laughs> a bit disgusting. So, anywho, they are at the house. And now all of a sudden, she's no longer that mad at Louis. She's, you know, happy that he came to try and resolve things. She can see the effort that he put in. But of course, today is still the family barbecue or get together. And now she's like, all right, well, I guess I'll bring you along so that you can meet the family. But she doesn't give them any heads up uh, because, you know, from what she says, well, he surprised her. So she really didn't have time to tell them. But knowing how your family might react, I would have texted somebody like, hey, (laughs) y'all, just a heads up. My man came in town. I got to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But she doesn't do that. So they get to the house and the family treats him like crap. Like, what does the dad say? If there's trash out there, Melissa's going to find it. Girl, he stayed treating her ass, okay? And, you know, they 
they kind of, you know, give Louis the third degree, but he holds his own. He's respectful. Mm -hmm. He doesn't take Mm -hmm. anything personal. He doesn't get an attitude back or anything like that. So, you know, I appreciate that he was able to show up in that way, especially when you look around at her family and it's like, I know y'all ain't talking. I know sis with the tired ass faux locks ain't talking. Because you still, I see you got them same, that same hairstyle in like last time. Right. And it's not giving. It wasn't giving then. It's not giving no. now. No. You look dirty. Right? You look dusty. You look dusty. Your, Your hair is uneven. Okay. <laughs> the backyard looks like the, the grass needs some treatment. Girl, first of all, it needs to be cleaned. That was a fool. Y'all was not ready for company. Right. Why did y'all think that y'all was ready to host a party with that backyard looking the way it do? What? <laughs> now, Louis, that Donna's house wasn't all that either. Now, though, that's not be right. okay. Let's not give aside ourselves. But <laughs> Melissa, for you to talk down on him the way you do, beloved, right. right? Stop playing in Louis' face, G. Right, girl. But okay, right. <laughs> So while they're there, dad pulls Louis to the side. They have a one-on-one and, you know, he essentially lets him know that he's here to protect his family. He's not going to intervene, you know, or interfere with their relationship, but he also seems, you know, seemingly manages himself like a a street thug Italian and says that we don't call the cops. We just use bats and things. So, but I think, the part that's wild to me is like Louis is from these same streets, y'all. Like, why? Are you... I don't. Why know. y'all study acting like he from out of town? Yeah, because he been in jail. Right, he's from here. He... And let's be clear, your daughter was the lame. He was right. not. The roles just reversed. Let's. I mean, it is what it is. He's still a right. recovering addict, but but we're only your daughter here. is a fool. Yes. Yeah, because she sought him out. Yes. And because she didn't have nothing else better going on. So case in point, we talk about how Melissa's, you know, choice of men over the years has been trash. She's dated other mama's boys. She dated, you know, psycho dudes. And her dad has always had to witness this shit. So this is why he's apprehensive about her dating another drug addict, another mama's boy, all rolled into one. He doesn't want to have to be out here worried about coming to her defense. But anyways, so Melissa- it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So they leave and Melissa is now, you know, she's turned on by the way that Louis was able to hold his own. And like I said, I can respect what the man was doing, but I just don't appreciate shit that Melissa does. So her saying it like that just made her sound like a psycho to me. Like, so you wanted to make sure that this man was hazed up properly before you could respect him? You sound a little weird. I don't know. Right. Just me. Yeah. But Agreed. no, ditto. <laughs> so from there, she quote unquote surprises him with a trip over to their high school. And they sit on the bleachers and talk about the future. And she says that she wants to make out in the dugout, like all the popular kids used to do and you said it she is the unpopular girl trying to have her day with the popular guy and say that she you know had that moment even though she had to wait for him to come out of jail get clean off of all the drugs and buy him a new set of teeth 
to get what she wanted to get what she wanted but it hmm. happened for her so i don't know congrats. and now she don't like it and now she right don't want and it. now you it's acting like funny up, the, yeah it'll make no sense but that's where we are and hey louis says it as well he's like okay hopefully now she's over this high school shit Mm-hmm. We gonna keep moving forward in this relationship. It needs to be on some grown shit and not always looking at everything, you know, in the rearview mirror. So, agree. Totally agree with him. All right, hundred percent. Where shall we go next? Hmm. <sighs> Chance and Taylor. Or we want to do Justine and Michael. Who you want to save for last? Let's we can always walk that. You know what? We can save Chance and Taylor for last. Yep. Let's do Justine and Michael. Yeah. So wait, who who all we gotta do? Justine and Michael. And Chance and Taylor, that's it. Oh, uh, that's all that's left? Yep. Okay, yeah, let's do Justine and Michael first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna finish my drink okay. to do them, <laughs> honey. Okay. Because Chance, you're making my ass itch. I just, I don't know what else to say. Oh, man. All right. Justine and Michael. So, we have this... Uh, they making my ass itch too, low-key. Yeah. So, we've got this couple back. Um, live from Pennsylvania going to Rhode Island. Because Michael, who was in jail for, I think, making meth, according to what was on the screen, and who got out of jail and, of course, started to pursue his rap career as one Montana Mills, um, he is now approved to move um, outside of state lines and can leave Pennsylvania and go back to Providence, Rhode Island, where three of his four children... Um, are currently living so they are going out there with Justine his hot girl wife and her three children and of course Justine is pregnant Mm -hmm. and also with one of Michael's sons I think it's Michael Jr. that moved in with them so so okay that's why I was like what do you mean three or four yeah okay the fourth lives with them Yes, the the fourth okay. of Michael's kids, yes, lives with them. So mm-hmm. they get in a sprinter van because they're going to need a lot of room. And, um, they? <laughs> and they head over to Rhode Island. They tell all the kids not to talk to Michael's kids about moving to Vegas. They plan to make that move so that Montana Mills can further his rap career and also because... Justine's daughter is cheaper it's cheaper especially with all them kids and Justine's daughter Kylie got into University of Nevada Las Vegas so now mm -hmm. I don't think that's why they moving I think she might have maybe they held on to this for storyline purposes but I feel like she got in to UNLV after they decided to move there I believe so yes I I think it all kind of worked out I don't think it was like oh I'm only going there because of y'all or we're only moving there because of her but Justine does mention it she's like I can't be that far away but I think it was more of a everything is kind of working out scenario Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but they wanted to keep they want to keep it a little hush 
from the other children um, until not cool, right? Which is not cool, but they want Justine. Justine and Michael want to be able to tell them themselves. So they pick um, they pick all them kids up from Michael's sister, who has been watching the kids since he's been in jail. And he and his sister have a conversation about making sure that he's there for his kids and he can prioritize them whenever he can, especially his Mm -hmm. oldest daughter, Melody, because Mm -hmm. she was 10 years old when he went away. And she's really the one that is most vulnerable to feeling the rejection, you know, and the abandonment all over again from Michael because you went to prison and then you got out and you've been paroled to Justine's house. So she's always felt like you were worried about somebody else or doing something else and not focused on her. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what's today mama's like, well, I'm because clearly sure. he was gone. What? Six years. Yeah. And I'm, I need, that's what I should have looked up on sarcasm again. I'm pretty positive that one, at least one of the moms was also a D girl and went to jail mm. for some sort of a distro. Okay. So I don't know if that was Melody's mom or one of the younger kids. Two of them kids is both six years old. Michael had been gone for six years. I'm like, is these ghetto, exactly. ghetto twins or are they actually twins? Like it's a lot going on. So... <laughs> They get all them kids into this van and take them down to a hotel and have a sleepover. It seems like it's pretty cool. It's good they have a moment together. They clearly both are like, well, damn, we got a lot of kids. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all so, chose. You think? And then you pregnant again. Like that's, that is everybody's gripe. Like y'all got all these kids already and you got pregnant right away. And dragging them into y'all shit. Like, all of this, it's just, Justine's just selfish. She just want Michael to herself yep. and on her agenda. And it's too many kids to take into consideration for her to not work. Right. It's just a lot. It's a lot. But yeah, go, yeah, go, go ahead on with your rap career. Right. Go off. That you're sure is going to take off. But during this sleepover, the older girls, And the older boys, I believe, have like a a separate, you know, a joined room or something like that. And the next morning, you know, they we see them bonding. They're getting along really well and they're talking. And Justine's daughter (laughs) lets it slip or maybe not that the family is moving to Vegas. And she tells Melody. And of course, you know, she feels away. And as she should, as she should. And Kylie tells her, you know, when you cool off, you know, have a conversation with your dad about it. But it is messed up because here we go again with you keeping secrets from this girl and making plans to not be accessible in her life. It's Mm -hmm. messed up. And like we're saying, if you don't have a plan to have these other kids on the first thing smoking to join y'all, this is messed up, Michael. Like y'all are. Doing he hasn't a lot. really spent time with them no. since he's even been out. He's been like over there with Justine and her kids. Right. So, and yeah, they got. Mm-mm. Right, and at one point it's like, okay, we get it. You 
are confined to being in state lines. So you can't leave the state. You can't go see the kids. And your sister brought them, I think, once or twice. Like, it's it's a, a, a lot to kind of, you know, arrange. But again, like, as soon as you can move about, like, this is the first thing you want to do is move clear across the country on these kids. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, he wants to do what's financially. Like, I get it. It's cheaper, but, ooh. Right? It's, it. I don't know. I, I mean, even the idea that you oh. have it all figured out and didn't even give them, like, the, <laughs> the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Illusion. You didn't give them the mm-hmm. illusion that they might have had some sort of choice or say in the matter. You know, like, hey, like, no. what what would y'all think if we all moved to Vegas together? Would you like that? We're thinking about that. No, you're coming in here talking about, well, this is what we're doing. Well, let's be clear. Justine's kids got a choice. They voted on where they was going to move. Did, did they or did they not? Girl, you right. See? Oh, okay. Okay. So. I'm just saying. And you know what? Montana Mills has been kind of keeping up on the interwebs. We know his friend... Um, I can't remember that man's name. The one that was his, Girl, his manager. Mm-hmm. Right. Apparently, you know, he had a little interview or a little chat with him that was recorded. So I don't know if it was YouTube, a podcast, whatever. And in so many words, Michael was talking about how he doesn't want his name associated with Love After Lockup because he doesn't feel like, you know, he's one of these hooligans on the program. And Who said that? Michael Montana Mills. As he's on this show? Correct. Right. Oh, okay. Collecting checks from this show. Okay. Showing okay. that he has all these damn children and they are ain't in under one roof on this show. Like, who do you really mm. think you are? I, I can understand that you are striving to do better. I, I acknowledge that. But you are not so far removed because there are people on this program that have actually done better. Hell, even Lindsay got her baby back under her roof now. That's more than we can say about you. She only got one kid. That's more than we can say about you. You know, so it's like, don't, not too much on the other people on this program as if you are better than anybody. Because who are you comparing yourself to? Right. You're not a better rapper than OG Cam. (laughs) Like, don't get me started. Or baby nook okay right like don't get me started it's just Hmm. so i don't know we'll see where things go from here with them but it just sounds like more scenarios of you breaking your children's hearts and making selfish decisions to be with this woman and and not really taking into consideration like what's really best for the children that you haven't been able to see for so long now ever so, I don't like it. Yeah. So that was them. Hmm. All right. Last and least, Chance and Taylor. Taylor and Chance. Oh, girl, girl, and my girl. <laughs> so, you know what I've noticed? They have made uh, a habit when they have uh, Taylor and Chance scenes. Whenever there's a knock at the door and we don't know who it is, and Chance hey, is Bobby. up to no good, it's. <laughs> It's just Bobby. <laughs> right? It's just Bobby. And Chance. 
Not too much on Miss Bobby because she's still doing better than you. Right. And now you jealous of her. Yes. And here we go. Right. So Bobby comes in the house and I guess apparently they are living in a house they've been in before, but Chance has knocked so many walls around and they've thrown so much shit in there that it still looks unfinished if it's supposed to be an upgrade. And when she gave Bobby a tour, she's talking about, oh, the girls messed it up. No, Chance messed it up. Let's right. not blame those girls, honey. Right. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm pretty sure y'all didn't give them, you know, um, much of a, a lay of the land on what to do, what not to do, what to touch, what not to touch. I'm hmm. pretty sure you made it easy for them to fuck it up, whatever that was. And let's be clear, like, we noticed that we only see one daughter this season. The other two must have been with their dad or oh. their family or something. No. Maybe. If you look closely, they are literally tucked into the corners of that couch, trying they not to asleep. be filmed. Oh, one of them was asleep. What? The other one was like on her tablet or something. I thought the oh, same thing. And when I looked again, I'm like, wow, they are both there, but they are like, I don't give a damn about a camera. I'm not, I'm, I'm and they not wrong. I'm not involved. Yeah. It was and this kind of wrong. crazy. You brought that up because I only caught that and, and thought like, damn, like <laughs> you don't have to like be a part of the scene if you in a room, but I guess not. Damn. But hmm. you know, I they're, they're <laughs> those are her children, <laughs> not mine. So I'm allowed to have a favorite. My fave was the one that was was around. So, <laughs> um, because yeah, when Bobby came in, she's like, "Hi, Bobby." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I love her little voice, and yeah, she also not afraid to check the shit out of Chance. So love it. But you know, anyway, Bobby provides an update. She is doing better. She's out of rehab. And she has started dating a gentleman named Scott. Um, <laughs> Twitter, too funny, talking about, oh, we didn't know Bobby had a little jungle fever. <laughs> oh, she got it. She got it. And he's not for the BS. Not for the fucking BS, okay? So Taylor tells Bobby about how she and Chance continue to carry on, same old, same old, more arguments about not trusting each other. And Bobby can see that there's no trust in the relationship. So she's like, I don't know how much longer they're going to last. And Taylor says it herself. She doesn't see him as her forever in this moment. So she doesn't know what she's going to do. But from there, Bobby tells the family that she and Scott are engaged. And Chance immediately turns into a diva about it. Mm. He's like, well, y'all better not get married before me and Taylor. And and it, and it looks like we are. So and what you going to do? Okay. Crackhead. What right. you going to do? Talk about where's my happily ever after. I'm like, sir, have you put in the work? Girl, no. You probably should have went to rehab with Bobby and you might be farther along. Huh. But, you know, even Taylor says it does feel rushed, but because of Bobby's background and because of her issues with Chance, let's be clear, she's apprehensive, but she's going to, you know, try and get to know Scott Moore and see what's up. But we know, and them twins know, that Bobby's gonna get married first because Taylor's not marrying that man, as she should not. She doesn't want to. Her life is not where she thought it would be no, right, right now. Right. 
Um, she's not happy. I think it. she might be looking for... <sighs> it seems like she's looking for out, but she's still making excuses. Yes. Like, she doesn't have a solution to her problem, but she's not happy. Because she even said it like, well, I don't want whatever her son name is to not have a father. And it's like, girl, Chance ain't really, you're not missing shit. Right. It's not exactly father of the year. Exactly. So you not even being mom of the year. You talking about you making epoxy tables and girl, then we see yes. in her own house the work. Right. And I'm like, everybody go back to work. Like, this is not what you should be doing. Right. No. Kissing me <laughs> off. But that's very well said. She wants an out, but she doesn't have one yet, or she doesn't have a good backup plan. And therefore, she just stays there in misery. And it's like, girl, you got too many kids to not have a plan. Like, you know, I, it would be easy if Chance just never came home one day. That's almost too easy. <laughs> but let's say you truly want to get away from him. Like, what is that plan? What what does that look like? You need to figure that out because it might not be something that's abuse related. But sure enough, if we keep going with the story, we know Babo is is hot on um Chance ass. <laughs> so you might need to get away from him for your safety just to get out of his bullshit and you need to have a plan to do that like you can't be trying to flee the scene and not know where you're gonna go and you damn sure shouldn't be out here burdening bobby who's finally getting her shit together because you never got a plan together on how you were going to get away from chance yeah because you can tell that taylor is a little salty like a little bit yeah because everything just didn't pan out the way she thought she's used to bobby depending on her right um and that's just not the case she got somebody now and it right i don't know now you stuck here with this loser <laughs> right because that's exactly what he is so as taylor is working on the epoxy table of course chance mentions that they don't have all of the supplies they need like what's new but Bobby is there and Scott also pulls up. And of course we notice that Chance immediately turns on his prison black scent. Hey, what's Ooh, going on, man? My brother, you know, we've been waiting to see you. What's going on? I'm like, oh my God. Girl. It's like he just never fails to piss me off. Yep. So... <laughs> Scott arrives, we realize, oh, Scott, nice black guy, not with the shits, okay? Bobby has definitely warned him about Chance and wants him to keep an eye out. So Scott rides with Chance to go get some materials and they're gonna stop by a business partner of Chance's. I don't know who this man really is to him. So they get over to this car lot and Chance's buddy suggests that he get a limo that he can use and he could make about six to $700 a week. And he wants to invest in this, but of course, again, he doesn't want to tell Taylor about it. And he asks Scott if he wants to go in on it. And he's like, nah, <laughs> hmm. but tells him not to say anything. And Scott is like, he's not with that shit. He's going to tell Bobby because they don't have a relationship full of secrets. 
and Bob and he ain't wrong right um Scott leaves <laughs> says I gotta go back to work and Chance rides around in this tired ass limo okay we're not talking it's state so- of the art girl it's giving Stan for Martin right Remember right. that limo? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Pinky from next Friday. Like, this is not a new age limo. And the friend has his feet up and they're filthy in the, in the Disgusting. Limo. It was just so gross. Um, and back at home, Babo is circling the block, riding by uh, Chance's house. Taylor and Bobby recognize that he is, you know, making these loops around the home and he finally slows down and they're like, oh, can I help you? And he's like, oh, where's your old man? He's not here. He's like, all right, well, tell him TikTok. I'll be back later. I don't know. Very weird behavior for something that's being filmed. But, you know, I don't know. Again, Taylor, you need to figure out a plan to be away from Chance off the strength that he always has something up his sleeve. He does always have a lot of secrets and you know that that drives you crazy. So how, mm-hmm. you right? It's like, how much longer are you going to keep dealing with that shit? Because it is messed up. It's not always not about- trustworthy. Yeah, if I can, that's the foundation, right? Anybody will tell you a relationship has to be built on trust. If I cannot trust you, what are we doing? But Bobby said it like they got to they still look at through each other phones. They still yeah. where you going? All this stupid like, look, I would really I wouldn't give a fuck what Chance was doing. I'd be like, ask that bitch for some money because <laughs> ain't no way. It's just no way <sighs> he wouldn't worry me. He just wouldn't. Right. But the problem is Chance is a person that is always going to take from you and want to depend on you in some aspects. Like even this business idea that she has, he's trying to insert himself into it. He, he's not going to let you just let him be. He'll eventually come back around needing you and getting on your damn nerves. I don't know. Yeah. It's insane. I don't like him. I want her to, it's like, I don't even feel sorry for her no more. Cause I felt like, you had outs even before you had had this baby and i think maybe this baby if she wouldn't have had the baby by him she would have been gone by now yeah i really do feel like that i think he knows it too right he just doesn't care but he, he kind of felt like all right she ain't going nowhere if you ain't going nowhere after you done had that baby he really feeling himself and he's not leaving he's not gonna no. do no better because he know you won't take care of everything right and he has a home to come to if she woke up one day and packed all the things and left with left with all of the children he would have to figure it out that's why i was Hmm. like him not coming home one day would just be too easy of an out for her it's the problem is he's always going to come home because he's always going to need a place to stay period so (sighs) i don't like him i just don't so that was that's where i'm at with it yes and that was all of the couples. I did catch the preview. We've got uh, Key Rock and his mom discussing uh, some sort of disease or illness. You know, I don't know. It could be something we already know about or something new. Um, Lindsay is back at the lawyer talking about facing 40 years again. Again, what's new? Again. 
Eris goes again. <laughs> right? Like, how many times are we going to talk about this? We get it. Y'all are going to be on probation for the rest of your life. Like, what is new? Um, Eris goes looking for Cam, and we catch glimpses of him at the titty bar. Um, Michael's mom. Ciao. Michael's mom um, is uncouth and brings a preg- or a, a DNA test to a dinner with Justine and I want to say her mom. And hey. she's doing too much. And then, of course, you. right. And of course, um, Taylor, you know, asking Chance how many more secrets does he have? So, sounds like more of the same, guys. I don't know. <laughs> It's just nothing. I need new people. Like, yeah. I'm over them. Yeah. It's nothing. Like, it's not giving us nothing. Right. I don't know. Unless y'all have some sort of, you know, salacious content or footage that you're you're holding on to, what you're giving, it's not, it's not very much so far. But we'll see. Um, I do have one... Love After Lockup Universe, piece of tea. Hmm, let's get to it. Um, Miss Puppy. Puppy was arrested again, dog. Puppy and her ex have been recently arrested and booked into the same jail. So, you know... Puppy, oh, and um, what's his name? Puppy and her boyfriend, Eric. Eric. Yes, in their studded leather jackets. Uh, if you remember that look. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yes, Michelle Puppy Deaton and Eric Gayton. Uh, both were recently arrested in Georgia. According to jail records, Puppy was arrested by the Carrollton Police Department on November 30th for a parole violation. It's unclear what Puppy's alleged parole violation is or which case it stems from, but man, oh man, the mugshot, it's its not looking great. You know, it looks like somebody has uh, been using. And um, Eric was also arrested and booked into the same jail uh, a few days earlier. So the records indicate that Eric was arrested on November 22nd for apparently littering. Um, But uh, he paid a bond and was released after spending six days behind bars. For littering? (laughs) I don't know what this man may have done um, in conjunction with the littering, but he had a $2,500 bond. And I don't know if that was the 10% or the whole amount, but, you know, that to me would say that something's up with him as well. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's just not good in these streets for puppers. Um, I don't know. It's sad because when you think back on it, it's like, really, I'm, I'm really still not sure if she had a stable moment out of prison from when she came out and was first on the show and messing with Amber to present day. 
Like when, when? I mean, no, because these people are like, they're all recovering drug addicts. Right. Let's be clear. You know, and they're, if they're recovering scammers and con artists and, you know, schemers and shit like that. Like chance ass always willing and dealing and shit too. I, sometimes it get worse when they get out. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes when we hear people relapsing, like the one, two or three people, I feel like that's kind of expected. Yeah. And it's like, puppy, so you still fucking with this this dude? I thought we was done with him. Right. See? The fuck? Right. So it's like, and then I don't feel sorry for you. Right. Because the way they was getting all of that stuff, like, come on, that shit was not legal. The police on their ass if they arrested right. people for fucking littering in Atlanta. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Right. No way he was booked into the same jail as you a week before you. And both of y'all seems to be on there on some like trumped up charges. Like, no, it sounds like they're hot on your ass and y'all can't stay out of trouble or you're using and it's obvious and you're, you're not going to be able to keep getting away with it. But either way, no bueno. Hopefully Mm. she can figure some things out and, and get clean or get into a better situation um, and get away from Eric. Because, yeah, I refuse to believe that you don't talk to Eric anymore, but y'all got sent down to the same jail a week apart. Mm. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Well, that is it for this week. Um, Yeah, we we made something out of nothing. But we'll see what y'all got for (laughs) us next week. So until then. Come with it, we TV. Until then, you take care. Bye. All right, bye. Thanks for tuning in to another Love After Lockup review. We appreciate y'all. And remember... I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys.